Well, good morning, everybody. My name is Lance, and I'm one of the pastors here. And this morning, Pastor Zach and I will be tag-teaming in the area of the Holy Spirit. We were at the Wailuku campus until COVID hit, and ever since we've been here, um, yeah, we've been here, and I kind of, we've been loving it here. <laughs> until we relaunch again in the days to come, God has. So, Amen. We are on the Apostles' Creed, and how many of us are enjoying it and getting into it? I really like it. It's been refreshing, insightful. I'm growing into that. And today, the, we're covering, I believe, in the Holy Spirit. Um, how many of us grew, in, grew up in church and heard about the Holy Spirit? Okay, not many of us. Okay, some of us. <laughs> But today, we're going to go deeply into it, and Lord willing, I pray that God would touch your heart as we share the word today. The Holy Spirit is mentioned throughout the whole Bible, from Genesis to Revelation. When you think about it, um, at the beginning of um, creation, the Bible says there it was void, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. The Holy Spirit was there. Throughout the Bible, you find like um, when Samson did his mighty acts, the Spirit of God fell on him. You find the tabernacle of Moses, the presence of God came in on the Day of Atonement. You find when Jesus uh, was um, with the Virgin Mary, the Holy Spirit was part of that. And then you find Jesus when he was baptized in water, he came out of the water. The Holy Spirit came upon him like a dove. When he started his ministry, the Holy Spirit was, he said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And on the cross, the Holy Spirit was there. And his resurrection, when he rose from the dead, was to the Holy Spirit. Time and time again, you looked through the Bible, and the Holy Spirit was involved. In writing the book of Revelation, John said he was in the Spirit when he wrote the book. And even at the end of Revelation, you find the Holy Spirit speaking to the churches in Revelation, and at the end, it says the bride and the spirit spoke. The Holy Spirit is much part of what they call the Godhead, according to the Bible. So is the Holy Spirit a mystical being or thing that just floats around? Today we're going to look at it, because Jehovah Witness believes that the Holy Spirit is God's active force. The Mormons believe that the Holy Spirit is a son of God the Father, a spirit man. So where does the doctrine of the Holy Spirit fall as we look in the Bible? And today we're going to go through it and we'll go through the promise of the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit, and the person of the Holy Spirit. And I pray that you will lay a foundation in your life in a hunger for the Holy Spirit more so. So let's pray. So Father, thank you for this morning. I thank you, Lord, that as we get in the Apostles' Creed, that you're laying a foundation in, in our life. And this day, as we look into the Holy Spirit, Father, you come and touch us in that area, that we can believe even more so and hunger. In Jesus' name, amen. As we look through the Bible, we find this, that in the book, The Promise of the Holy Spirit, we look in the prophet Joel, 
in 2.20 and 29, it says, after, let's, let's all read it together. And after, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughter will prophesy, and your old men will dream dreams. Your young men shall receive visions. Even on my servant, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. So Joel prophesied about the Holy Spirit coming. Another one, John the Baptist, Luke chapter 3. John said, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I will come, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to unite, to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. So he's talking about Jesus. Then Jesus comes on the scene, and, he, and in John 7, 38 and 39, it says, Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, rivers of living waters will flow within them. But this he meant, the Spirit, whom those who believe in him were later to receive. Up to that time, the Spirit had not been given, since Jesus had not been glorified. Then, in the book of Acts, Jesus tells his disciples this, but you will receive the power of the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit comes on you, you'll be my witness in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Then, when Jesus ascends to uh, ascended to heaven, in the book of Acts, in the scriptures that we read, he told his disciples to wait for the Holy Spirit. They waited in what they call the upper room for 10 days, and then on the day of Pentecost, the Bible says, a mighty rushing wind came in, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they were speaking in another language. People thought they were drunk in what was going on. But Peter stood up, and he said, no, no, no. This is what the, the Word of God said. According to Joel, in the last days, God was going to pour out his Spirit. And what happened was, Peter, when he spoke that about Joel, Joel spoke it 800 years before that. And it finally came to pass. 800 years, God's timetable. People were filled, began to speak in another language. So that was generally the, I guess, the, what you call the promise of the Holy Spirit. And it is for our time because when the Holy Spirit fell, they call this our time as the dispensation of the Holy Spirit from that point to now until Jesus comes back. And now Pastor Zach is going to come up and share about the person of the Holy Spirit. Let's give Pastor Zach a hand as he comes. Thank you. So I have the privilege of talking about the, the person of the Holy Spirit. Yeah? The person of the Holy Spirit. I remember the, the first time I began to learn about the, the person of the Holy Spirit, that he could be grieved. And uh, we, were, we were at, the, at Big Beach, and we were skimming. And every time uh, we missed a wave and we failed to hit a wave, we, we'd look at each other and be like, you just grieved the Holy Spirit. I don't know why you didn't hit that wave. You should have hit it. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit next time. And so we were going back and forth, back and forth. But it was just a, just a joke for us. But it helped me to understand a little bit more that the Holy Spirit does have feelings. You know, he's a person. He is one of the persons, three persons in one. He's a part of the Godhead. 
John 14, 26, it says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Jesus used that pronoun, he. He will teach you all things. You know, sometimes there's a confusion that, that the, the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, is just some power. And it's because that in Scripture, he's one of the least mentioned members of the Godhead. And the word spirit kind of suggests that he's not a person. Yeah? He's also associated with inanimate objects. Water, fire, you know, dove. And so there can be some confusion that he's not a person, but he is. And you, with, with, with any person, with any person, it's important that we get to know him. We get to know the person in front of us. Yeah? Well, in this case, that person, the Holy Spirit, lives inside of us. And it's, a, it's our, our privilege and honor that we get to know this person. We get to know the Holy Spirit. Amen? Now, as a person, he has a mind, will, and emotion. And in Romans 8, 27, it says, Who searches the heart, uh, and he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. So the mind of the Spirit. So he has a mind, he has a will, 1 Corinthians 12, 11. All these are empowered by one and the same Spirit who portions to each one individually as he wills. So he wills. He has a mind, a will, and then his emotions. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit by whom you were sealed by the day of, for the day of redemption. He, he has a mind, will, and emotions. Not only that, but he does personal things. He does personal acts. Things that people do. He creates, he strives, he convicts, he convinces, he intercedes, he performs miracles, and he speaks, and he teaches, and he testifies. Yeah? I mean, one of, one of the, the, my most vivid mem memories and experiences with the Holy Spirit in my life was when I'm sitting down, not, actually not, I wasn't sitting down, I was kneeling down in my living room, this is right after high school. I just graduated. And I'm kneeling down in my living room. I have my Bible open. I have my notebook open. And I'm reading. And then every little thing that, that stands out to me, I would write it down. And then I would ask God. I would ask the Holy Spirit, like, what does this mean? Help me to understand this better. And he would lead me to, to the back where you have all of the different words. Yeah, the concordance, and so I would look up the specific words, and then I'd go find that verse, and then I'd read that verse, and he would begin to give me insight, and he would teach me these things about God and who he is, and teach me about the Bible, and it's such an amazing time for me, because I got to, I got to understand him better. I got to know him better. And like every person, right, if there's a person in front of us or a person living in our house, you want to get to know him. You don't want to have a stranger living in your house. You don't want to have a stranger living in your heart. You want to know the person that is with you at all times. And it, and it takes asking him questions, spending time with him. Amen? Another thing that uh, I experience with the Holy Spirit and what he does is just his empowering nature. 
that he empowers me. I, <laughs> there have been times where he, he asked me to pray for somebody, and, and I'm like, no, I'm good, God. <laughs> I'm good. I'm, I'm not feeling it right now. <laughs> and in that moment, the Holy Spirit, he, and that guy is awesome, because he'll just, he just keeps knocking. He's like, come on. I really want you to pray for this person. I really want to say something to them. And I want to use you. I want to speak through you to bring encouragement, to bring a word that is life-giving. And so I find that as soon as I open up my mouth, I start off saying, I have no idea what you want me to say, God, but let's just go. And the first thing that comes to my mind, and it, then it goes, and then he just begins to talk, and he begins to encourage. And one of the, one of the youth, well, he's not a youth anymore, but we were at a youth camp, and he came up to me for prayer, and like the Holy Spirit spoke through me, and I was able to encourage him through that. And now he decided to jump into ministry, because of, because of that word, that encouraging word that the Holy Spirit wanted to share with him. And so this person of the Holy Spirit who lives in us, it's, it's somebody that we want to get to know. This personal God that lives inside of us, that loves us and cares for us, that intercedes for us and with us. We want to get to know him, and I want to encourage you to want to get to know him, to desire, to ask the questions, to, to inquire of the Lord. Like, God, show me your Holy Spirit. Let me learn who he is. Reveal yourself to me. Let me understand who you are, how you operate, how you speak. Amen? Like, that's so good. And so I want to leave you this last scripture, John 16, 13, verses uh, 13 to 15 it says when the spirit of truth comes he will guide you into all truth for he will not speak on his own authority but whatever he hears he will speak and he will declare to you the things that are to come he will glorify me for he will take what is mine and declare it to you all that the father has is mine therefore I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you the Holy Spirit will take what he has heard Take all that Jesus has, which is all that the Father has, and he will begin to share it with you if you ask and you open yourself up to him. So I want to encourage you in that. And so Pastor Lance is going to begin to talk about the purpose of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Amen. That's great, Pastor Zach. Yeah. I think I need the Holy Spirit because I'm forgetting a lot. <laughs> Anyway, we're going to, the Bible says that God is a spirit. And also, you can read in uh, John in chapter 4 and Acts chapter 5. You can read that chapter and it talks about the Holy Spirit being God. So, anyway, the purpose of the Holy Spirit, as you know, number one would be salvation. Jesus said, Verily, truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they're born of water and of the spirit. Flesh gives Birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. To spirit. So, born of water, the natural birth, and born of the spirit, a spiritual birth from the Holy Spirit, touching our spirit, that we can have eternal life 
Now, when, when I came to know the Lord, it was because there was sin in my life. And I realized that I can't get rid of the sin. It made me feel bad. And I started to search for, for answers. And you know, I believe it was the Spirit of God that led me to Him, to Jesus. And it was there that um, I realized that I'm a sinner and that I need a Savior. And it was in my college years that God just set it up um, with the guidance of the Spirit in my life. And so salvation comes through the Spirit. That's why we get the term born again. When we accept Christ in our life, our spirit get born again by the Holy Spirit. Number two is that transfer us to be a witness for Christ. He says, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria to the ends of the earth. Now, the, when I, um, I remember one song that uh, I always was dear to my heart, and it, it went like this, the Holy Spirit come, make my ears to hear, make my eyes to see, make my mouth to speak, my heart to seek, and my hands to touch the world with your love. And that's the cry that I think, you know, in our hearts that we can be a witness for Christ. So we can show the love of God, that we can lay our life down for Christ. And the word witness means martyr. It means martyr, to give your life totally. And the disciples of 11 of them that was there, only John was preserved. The rest of them died for the faith. And I think the Holy Spirit will give us a time, if it ever comes, and I pray if it does come, that give me the strength to be a witness for him, even on everyday life. And I remember one time when I was at camp, I mean, after a camp, and I was telling God, God, I want to go home because I was living on another island. And I was grumbling to God, I don't want to stay here. <laughs> I want to go back to Oahu. And then all of a sudden, I felt the presence of God come on me. And I just started crying, 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 crying. And then I just was crying and then arguing with God and crying. And then I felt the presence of God on me. And then all of a sudden, I heard him speak. And he said, when you gave me your life, you gave me your life. And then I realized that my life is not my own, and I need to do God's will. The Holy Spirit comes to our life to change us, to be a witness, but to be a martyr where we give our life totally to him. And that's the challenge because we've got so many things in our life, but God wants him to be first through the Holy Spirit. The second thing is to give us power to live the Christian life. Now, when you read through what the power is in Deuteronomy, it's Deuteronomy, which means dynamite. In other words, the Spirit of God will give you power that is beyond yourself, supernatural power. When you read through the uh, definition of power, this is what it all says. Performing miracles. Moral power and excellence of soul. God, the Spirit will heal your heart, your soul. Power to influence the riches and wealth. And I remember when um, I was working and there was this guy that was in the workplace that was deaf in one ear. And he had the injury when he was small. He fell off a coconut tree. He was a kind of big 
like Samoan Tongan guy was working and my friend and I were Christians in the workplace and one week after I heard the message about praying for people uh, we went to work I went to work on Monday and then all of a sudden I felt like the spirit was telling me you need to pray for the guy and I'm like okay <laughs> I was so I, I was like oh okay uh, so I felt that prompting to do it and then my friend was a Christian, and I told him, hey, you know what I feel? I feel like we should pray for the guy at work. The guy was big. And then so we told him, okay, was, can you, we're going to pray for you. And he was like, oh, okay. So he said, sit down. So we made him sit down because he's big. So my friend was on one side. I was on the other side of his ear, and we were squashing his head <laughs> and praying. <laughs> <laughs> and so we started praying, and then I was like, oh, God, please heal him. <laughs> please, Lord. And then, um, so after we prayed, I released my hand from his ear, and then I said, Art, uh, can you hear? And he said, speak into my ear. And then I went into his ear, and then I said, Art, can you hear? And all of a sudden, he, he had a clipboard in his hand. He stood up. He threw the clipboard down. And he said, I can hear. <laughs> and then me and my friend were just jumping around in the workplace. And the secretary thought we was nuts. But, <laughs> but, and he was so broken. He was so touched. He was crying after that. And the Holy Spirit will give you the power. Not you that heals, but he will do it through your life. And I want to encourage you to keep praying and praying for people. Believe God for healing in their life. So, rely on the Holy Spirit will come and give us the power in our life. The other thing is to transform us to be like Christ. And I think one of the greatest cries in my heart is to be like Jesus. And God will come and change your life. How many of us can look back at your life and say, hey, you know, looking back when before Christ and after Christ, I've changed. I don't swear that much, you know. <laughs> God is out to change us to be like him. And I know even for me, like things I've done in the past and now it's changed. Um, and I remember one part is like forgiveness, to forgive people. I never knew about forgiveness until I came to know the Lord, about forgiving people because God forgave me of my sin and how I need to forgive other people in life. Because when we forgive, we're like, if we don't forgive, we're like a prisoner in our own hearts. But when we forgive, then we're free. From that prison. See, I never knew that. And God began to change my heart about forgiving people who give you a hard time. And um, bless them instead. I would never do that. <laughs> I, I would never do that. But God comes, changes my heart. And says to do it. To glorify him. Most of all. The other thing is that the Holy Spirit would give us insight into God's divine will. Uh, it says, in the last days which we are living in, when you look through the Bible, God says, I'll pour out my spirit in all, the, all people. My, your sons and daughters will prophesy. 
Are you a son and daughter? Prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even my servant, both men and women, will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. God speaks through prophetic, to dreams, and to visions. And I, I shared this story in the first service where my wife and I went to, um, to a staycation on Maui just a, a week or two ago. And we got uh, two years or three years ago, was on the big island at a hotel and had this timeshare thing to sign up. And I don't know, I mean, we're walking by and I decided to look into it and it looks real enticing. Okay, so all the pandemic happened. We decided to stay on Maui instead and stay at a, a, a Marriott hotel. And then we went to the presentation and then it was more than I thought it would be. And um, my wife was sitting there, and she loved to travel and all of this. And she was just eating it up. And the salesperson, she was asking all these questions. And I was thinking through my mind, oh, boy, that's kind of a lot of money. We can use the money for something else. And I was sweating through the whole time. <laughs> and my wife was asking all these questions. And then it was like an hour or two. And then I said, we got to discuss this. And then my wife kind of told me, well, you know, you don't hesitate in getting into cryptocurrency, so why are you hesitating now? And I was like, okay, you win then. <laughs> and, but then deep in my heart, I was like, no, we can use the money for Turo. No, no, no. <laughs> but I was sweating. I was sweating, and it was like my stress vacation. I came home, and I said, God, you got to speak to my wife. This is, I mean, I had all my, you know, case kind of ready because I didn't want to do it when I, I'm emotional to my wife. So I waited a couple of days. I was waiting a couple of days to bring out my case because they give a great spirit. Anyway, so Saturday morning, that was Wednesday, Saturday morning, I did my morning routine of walking and riding bike and all. I come home, in the, uh, back to home, I come in the house and then my wife, uh, she wakes up, she tells me, oh, you know what? I had a dream. I go, oh, Okay, what was the dream? She said, well, we were at this prophetic conference and they were praying over us. They're praying over me and they said, we break the spirit of Marriott over you. <laughs> and she says, what does that mean? I said, I know what that means. We're getting out of the deal. <laughs> you know what? She didn't want to tell me about the dream, you know. <laughs> but God will speak through the Holy Spirit, dreams, visions, and prophecy in the days ahead. The last thing is that when you read through Acts chapter 4, when the Holy Spirit fell upon the disciples and the others there, it says they were, all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. God gave them a heavenly language in their life. And they were waiting because God told him to wait, and he was going to give it to them. So they were waiting for the Spirit. And people thought they were drunk until Peter said, well, it's a fulfillment, and we're living in the last days. And the Bible says in Luke chapter 11 that to, to ask for the Spirit of God, Holy Spirit, into your life. And 
there's one of the guys in church that um, I did a what they call the one-to-one or the fate pad book that the church gives that uh, you should everybody should go through it. We went through the faith pad book. This was years ago. And in one of the lessons was about the Holy Spirit and asking for the Holy Spirit to come into your life and all. And he was hungry for it. So he was, he was praying for it through all these years. It was a couple of years that we shared um, about that lesson. One Sunday morning, as we were worshiping God, after church, he told me, Lance, I got filled with the Holy Spirit. As he was praising God, he said, all of a sudden, he felt like he, the presence of God came on him, and he felt like he was in another realm, and he began to speak in another, a language that he never knew of. God had come down and touched him in his language, in a lang- gave him a heavenly language, and filled him up with the Spirit of God, and he began to speak a heavenly language. He was so excited. And then the wife was looking at him like, wow, what about me, God? (laughs) The Holy Spirit will come into you and give you a language like that comes from heaven. And it's another lesson, you know, about about the Holy Spirit, about this language speaking in tongues. But I remember when I got filled, was at a camp, and then later I was um, I was a new Christian and I I started saying this word. I didn't even know about the word, Mariah, Mariah, Mariah. I started saying that. I don't know why as I was praying. And then later on, I come to find out that Mariah was a place, a mountain of worship where Abraham sacrificed Isaac. And I was like, wow, where that came from? I was worshiping God that I didn't even know as I was speaking in another language. Can we have the worship team come? God is pouring out his spirit, and I believe that he wants to pour his spirit on upon all flesh, which is us. And he wants to give you a language from heaven to come. And so the Bible says to ask, and in our hearts we should ask God, I want more. I want more of the kingdom in my life. I want more of the Spirit of God in us. So can we stand and we're going to sing a song as we close today? How many of us want to be filled? (laughs) Amen. Even the cries of our heart and desires is to see Jesus lifted up. And we ask the Lord that you would come and fill us with with the Holy Spirit in our life. That it caused to overflow in our hearts. That God, that we can be a witness. That we can be changed. That we can share the good news of God's love to people. That you would give us that boldness. So we ask now that you would come. Come into our hearts, come into our beings, Lord, and fill us, fill us with your spirit. Lord, just come. It's your promise to us, and you said to ask, to keep asking until we receive it. And Lord, this day we just keep asking to continue to fill us, to fill those that are hungry and thirst for righteousness, that you will fill them with your presence this day. 
Lord, bless each one here as they come. Cause the hunger for more of you, for more of your kingdom. In Jesus' mighty name, and everybody said, amen. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. Amen.